0: Hey everybody, this is Sam with West Virginia Overtime, and I've kind of been up all night thinking, um, those of you who have been listening to West Virginia Overtime since we started about three months ago, know that um, I have recently gotten back into coaching and have been kind of throwing myself into that. I have uh, been attending a lot of middle school games, a lot of high school games. I've been trying to watch some college games. Um, I have even uh, watched now one um, local college game on streaming. I hope to watch some more uh, because I feel like I have been out of coaching for a little while and I need to get back in it. I need to fully immerse myself in coaching and that's all kinds of coaching. Um, I used to be a child protective service um, investigator, trainer Uh, and what that meant is I got to go around statewide and actually train uh, child protective service workers and through that, I really wanted to find out what is the best way to train, uh, how do you get people to learn, what are different learning styles, um, trying to figure out a way that I could teach not only the curriculum, But also how to be a good child protective service investigator, a forensic interviewer, how to actually help the people we're serving and get through some of the misconceptions that are out there. So I wanted to try to immerse myself in the world of training. Well, it has helped some with being a coach. Uh, Before when I was a coach, I was a little immature. Um, I learned a lot. I had a great mentor who is one of the winningest basketball coaches in the state of West Virginia. And I am very, very thankful for that. And I haven't forgotten a lot that he has taught me uh luckily i kept you know all of my coaching manuals from those years and i have those to look back on and that's something that i've been doing um the last couple nights um my team played saturday and then we played last night and I've came home both nights and really stayed up and kind of scoured those coaching materials and I have tried to review, you know, what I was taught and, and everything. I have gotten on YouTube and, and watched different coaches, um, I watched the 1989 video that's on YouTube where Mike Successi from Duke, Coach K, actually breaks down their emotion offense uh, because I just wanted to hear him talk. Uh, I have gotten on and watched uh, Coach Jim Boone break things down at different colleges he's been at at different points of his career. Um one thing that I think has stuck with me and it's going to be our topic um as you read in the title it's not always what you teach it's what you emphasize now let me say that again because a lot of people aren't going to get this and hopefully I'm going to be able to explain it um it's not always what you teach It's what you emphasize. And I think, you know, I started learning that, like I said, as a child protective service um, trainer traveling throughout the state. Um, I think if you talk to anyone that I have trained, they will tell you probably the number one thing that I taught them. With safety. I am a big safety person in the world of Child Protective Services and making sure that you yourself are safe and that the kids are safe. I think that's the number one priority of Child Protective Services and we spent a lot of time teaching techniques on keeping yourself safe. Uh, looking around, how to park, uh, what to wear, all of that. And I truly emphasize that in every single training because it was something that I was concerned about. It was something that was always on my mind when I was out in the field doing the work. Um, And so I think I've had so many people come up to me after they've been through, you know, in, in child welfare, we taught anywhere from 22 to 31 different classes. And in every one of them, I made sure I brought up safety. I didn't care what the topic was. Uh, that was just something that was truly important to me and that was inside me and was a core belief. And so it's what I emphasized. And so I would have workers come up to me or investigators come up to me a year later or five years later and say, hey, I had a situation that you talked about in training and thank God you did because I got out of that situation alive or I got the kids out alive. And so, as I was going through, you know, my coaches' manuals, I also started going through my training manuals. And, like I said, I was watching some YouTube videos. Some coaches talked about this. And it kind of goes back to not the last topic. The last topic we talked about was travel ball and AAU and club ball and the effects that it is having nationwide. But the topic before that was how to build a team, how to build a program. And so hopefully what I'm going to be talking about today and what you're going to listen and hopefully it will have some kind of effect on you, whether it be today or whether it be next year or it be in the off offseason. Um, I hope you get something out of it. Um, I feel like if you're a parent, you can get something out of this because I think this is you as a person not necessarily you as a coach not you as a parent not you as a friend not you as a player but honestly it is who you are uh we talked about how you've got to figure out who you are you've got to be true to yourself you've got to sit down and decide hey this is the offense i believe in hey this is the defense i believe in a lot of coaches um want to put in four, five different offenses. They want to put in you know four different defenses. I was like that. My very first year I coached, I put in a man to man, I put in a one three one, I put in a one two two, I put in a two three. Uh, we switched out of them. Um, you know, we would line up in a one, two two, and on the second pass we'd go man. Um, Because I was a first-year coach, I thought that would work. I thought, oh, we'll really mess them up. Well, what I didn't realize was, as a first-year coach, number one, when a point guard comes down with the ball, a lot of times, they don't even know what defense you're in. And a lot of times the coach on the sideline may be coaching and they may not be paying attention. So a lot of times uh, the point guard came down and didn't even realize we were in a 1-2-2, ran an offense, and by the time we switched to man on the second pass, well, they were already running their man offense because they didn't know that we were playing a 1-2-2. So all we were doing was switching right into the offense that they were already playing. I also realized that first year, teaching all those different defenses, we weren't spending time on really anything. Um, we were so busy trying to learn the different areas and who had coverage here. And, and all I was doing was kind of confusing them. And there were was a point in the season, probably about midway, where I w- was yelling, "Hey, that's that's your area. You you got to cover your area." And then you know the next time down, I'm I'm saying, "You got to get your man. You got to stay with your man. You got to be in help position." You get and um, <clears throat> my dad who was an extremely smart man now at the time i wasn't sure that he was so smart but um he saw me after the game and he kind of looked at me and he was like what are you doing and uh i can remember being in uh in the gym and no one else was in there and i was like what are you talking about and I thought, oh, here it comes. He's he's going to yell at me. He's going to be my dad. And uh, he really wasn't. He was trying to be an outside observer and kind of help me. And he said, every time down the floor, I hear you yelling something different. I hear you saying, you missed your area. And, and then the next time down, you missed your man. And the next time down, you know, you got to be in help. And the next time down, you know, you, you've got to get up in their face and guard them. And, and then the next time down, you're telling them, you know, to lay back. He was like, I think you're confusing them. And luckily, I had a good enough team that first year. I only lost three games. It was to the same team. Um, We lost three games, and um, they were by a total of seven points. um, And two out of the three games went into overtime, with one going into double overtime, which happened to be the championship game. Um, So luckily, I had kids that were so athletically talented and had high basketball iq's that they could put up with me learning as a first-year coach but as i've gotten older i've thought back on what my dad said i've thought back on you know clinics that i've attended or, like I said, my mentor is uh, one of the winningest coaches in West Virginia, and he teaches this. I have looked at YouTube videos and everything, and it isn't what you teach, it's what you emphasize. You can teach them everything. Are they going to remember it? Um, No. Are they going to remember bits and pieces? Yes. And you hope that the bits and pieces that they learn on day one, that they'll learn different bits and pieces on day five, and on day 21, they'll learn different bits and pieces, and it will all come together. But I think that you've really got to sit down as a coach, and we talked about this, like I said the time before, you've got to figure out who you are. And what do you want to emphasize? What exactly um, are the key components? And they can't contradict. Um, You've got to stay consistent. Because if you don't stay consistent, then they do get confused. So let's take baseball and softball, for instance. If one of your key components is we want to put the ball in play and you teach them this and for the 14 days of practice that you have before your first game you're talking. Hey, we want to put the ball in play. Hey, we've got to put the bat on the ball and get the ball out there in order number 1 for them to make a mistake for us to get on base, for us to have a chance to steal bases, for us have a chance, you know, to get people around the bases and score. We've got to put the ball in play. Well, then when You play your first game, you can't be on the third base coach and saying, now, you watch the ball. Now, don't be swinging at bad strikes uh, or or bad balls. Uh, Don't be swinging at close strikes. Uh, You know, let the umpire call them. And when somebody gets a walk, that first or second batter gets a walk saying yeah that's what we want we 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 want that walk um and you're yelling into the dugout hey you know this pitcher is losing control so so we really want to watch what we're we're swinging at and we really okay well what are you emphasizing because for 14 days you've been getting them to swing at anything close in the, the, the strike area. You've been saying we want to put the ball in play. Uh, you haven't really been talking about, you know, watching the strike zone, and your emphasis hasn't been getting on base. Your emphasis hasn't been wa- walks. Your emphasis hasn't been that. So now, you've got your third and fourth batter who are supposed to be, you know, your cleanups, uh, and you've got a girl on first, and they're confused. Am I swinging at everything like we were doing in practice at play, thinking they're going to make a mistake, and I'm going to move the runner along? Or am I watching the strike zone, and trying to get a walk, and so now you've got your best two hitters coming up, and you've created doubt in their mind, you've created confusion, you've created what am I supposed to do, how am I supposed to do it, think about that, think think about you you being a track coach, And you wanted to get them in shape. So for the first 14 days, you told every single person, go all out. I want you to hustle. I want you to give it all you got. You've told your long distance people. I want you pushing yourself. I want you going all out at all times. And I want you um, to really Get your endurance and I want you really working on your sprinting and Finishing those last couple you know meters those last couple laps if you're talking to your two-miler or whatever Well then at your first you know you're talking to that same long-distance player or excuse me that long-distance runner and you're saying Hey, now, you know how we run this race, you know, we're, we're running it like we did last year and don't follow the rabbit out because they're going to try to catch you sprinting all the time and you really want to stay back in the pike and you want to start your sprint on, you know, lap four. And now you got a freshman long distance runner that's going, what? Because for 14 days, all you've told him is sprint, 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 push yourself. I want you up in the front. I want you going as hard as you can, as fast as you can. that's how you've had them practicing. That's what you've been emphasizing. That's what you've been teaching. But now that it comes race time, you're saying, hey, don't follow that rabbit. That's, uh, you know, they're trying to get you to sprint and they're trying to wear you out so that they can pass you later. Well, now you've confused them. Because, you know, the gun's going off in, in track and... They're thinking, I have been practicing sprinting the whole entire way. I've been practicing going hard. I've been practicing keeping a consistent fast pace. But yet my coach is now telling me, um, don't follow the rabbit. Well, you know, the rabbit kicks out and they're thinking, I can keep up with them or I can um, – you know be a little bit behind them and I can get out of this pike because that's what I've been practicing that's what I'm conditioned for and now they're in the pike because that's what you've told them to do but yet you've never put them in the pike in practice so when it does come down to the last three laps it comes down to the last four laps they don't know how to maneuver themselves out of the pack. They don't know... To kick it up in another gear. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Because... What we have been emphasizing... And teaching... Is not what we're saying. Um, in basketball... You know... You can't say... We're going to play this defense, and we're going to be a team. We're going to be a family, and we're going to help each other. And that's what a family does. And you create this culture of a family. And we're going to help each other because, you know, family helps each other. But we're going to put extreme brawl pressure on whoever has the ball and teach that and that's what you emphasize you emphasize extreme ball pressure for whoever's got the ball everyone else is in help and you say hey if they hit a three-pointer if they hit you know um, two three-pointers it's okay um, But, you know, we, we don't want to give up layups. We do not, we want to take away any basket cuts. Well, in a game, you can't all of a sudden say, all right, I want extreme ball pressure, and you two, I want you to deny every pass. And you two, I want you guarding the post very closely. Well, who's in help? Who, who's in those gaps? Who, who's stopping those layups? And when the extreme ball pressure, maybe they play them too tight and the offensive person gets around them. Well, if there's no one in help because you've got people in deny and you've got, you know, other people uh, guarding the post closely, if you don't emphasize be in a gap, there's not going to be anyone there. There's not going to be anybody in help. And so if they beat their original defender, the offensive player's got to lay up. So what you've been teaching is no layups. But in a game, what you're emphasizing is deny up on their man. So you can't wonder why they're getting confused. Um, I think we as coaches and we as parents, we do this a lot. Um, I think we're not on the same page. And then I think early in the game, sometimes we wad the pages up and we throw them away. Um, think about that if you're a parent. Do you know what what your sy- system your coach is using? Do you know what your coach is emphasizing? And... Are you, as a parent, emphasizing that? You know, if you've got a coach who is saying, look, you know, we're not a good long-distance shooting team. We um, need to work the ball around. We need to slow it down. We need to maybe think We need to pass the ball five times. Uh, We need to get it in the post at least once every three possessions. And we need to drive the gaps and kick it out. And then hit the post or hit the cutter. If that's what your coach is emphasizing... And you, as a parent, think your kid is a three-point shooter. And all you're yelling is, shoot the three, shoot the three, oh Oh, why aren't you shooting it? And then when they get in the car on the way home, I can't believe you didn't shoot that. I want you to shoot the ball. You know you're a better shooter. And, and blah, 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 blah. Then all you're doing is confusing the kid. Because the kid, the coach is emphasizing, we're not shooting three pointers. We're working the ball around. We're going to hit cutters. We're going to get the ball inside. And you're telling your kid, shoot the three. Well, who do they listen to? Do you want them? To listen to you, you're their parent, you're with them, you know um, you're in charge of them growing up. Uh, you can ground them, you can take things away, you could whip them you whatever um, the coach only gets them so many hours a day now you know coaches can can do certain things to them they can they can punish them they can make them run, they can set them on the bench. And I have seen that this season. Um, you know, I've went and scouted games or I've watched games on streaming or whatever. And there are coaches I know. I I know what their philosophy is. I know what they believe in. Um, so I know that, the, you know, this coach is um, – is like i said you know a working around coach a a coach that wants to get it inside the coach that wants to make a certain number of passes that wants to slow it down and when i'm scouting i'm sitting with the fans with my notebook and i'm hearing parents shoot the three and i'm thinking do you even know where your kid is? Uh, do you know what school your kid's attending? Cause your kid isn't supposed to be shooting the three. And I'm scouting them, and I'm thinking your kid can't shoot the three. It's you know, um, you have a weird misperception of your kid. But anyway, um, I can see that conflict in that kid. Do I listen to my parent? Do I listen to my coach? And you know, eventually, sometime in the game. Uh, you see the kid pop a three. Now, whether it's open or not, you know, that's neither here nor there. But eventually, you'll see the kid pop a three because they want to make their parent happy. They want their parent off their case. They know they got to ride home with them, they know they got to live with them. And they're going to pop that three. Well, you know, like I said, I've been scouting. I've, I've, I knew this coach for many, many years. And I mean, immediately they're coming out and they're sitting on the bench. Well, the parent behind me is, I can't believe they took, you know, little Johnny out. I can't believe, you know, that was a good shot. That was open. Uh, Whether they hit it or not, it doesn't matter. But I can't believe they're putting them on the bench. Well, there they are. They're sitting on the bench for the next five minutes. And this parent's griping. Ba, 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 ba. Well here's the thing if you're setting up there griping and saying they took them out because they hit or they shot the three whether they hit it or not well deep down you knew the coach didn't want them to take that but yet you were hollering it anyway you were creating the confusion in your kid I heard that same parent later say, I hate this offense, I, I can't believe we're running this offense. Well, I want to turn around and I want to have a conversation with that parent and I want to say, why did you send your kid to this school? Your kid was allowed to transfer anywhere they wanted to at the beginning of high school. Did you think this coach was all of a sudden going to leave? Did you think they were going to get fired? Did you think they were going to retire? Did you think they were going to go to another school? They've been running the same system for 10 years. This coach has this belief. This coach has had, you know, this system in place. Freshmen are not going to shoot the three. And... You know, your kid hasn't proven in practice that they can hit the three continuously. So why are you putting your kid in that situation? And the coach is just being consistent because it's something that he emphasizes. You're not to shoot the three. You're to pass the ball around. You're to get the good shot. You are to hit cutters. You're to get the ball in the post. So why why are you going against the coach? Why are you, instead of being, you know, a good parent or a good cheerleader or a good community member or whatever, saying, don't shoot that shot. Look for the cutter or pass the ball and you make the cut and shoot the layup I, I guess I don't understand that <clears throat> I I don't understand um you know I go go to different practices when I wasn't coaching I would I would ask friends of mine hey can I come to your practice cuz I wanted to kind of keep my hand in it I wanted to stay fresh And I would see, you know, the latest style was to press. And it was, you know, this full court pressure, you know, maybe it was run and jump or or maybe it was um, 2-2-1 press and, you know, they were trapping the corner and they were trapping as soon as they came over half court. And they worked on this, and I saw them in practice, you know, they have a two-hour practice, and they're working on this 45 minutes. Well, that's what they're emphasizing. And then, you know, maybe a month later, I get some time, I go to a game, and, you know, they're playing a really good team, and I'm not seeing the press. And I'm like, huh? Wonder where that press is. When are they gonna do that? And uh, they're packing it in, and and all of this. And I hear the coach on the sidelines. Don't do that. Don't that. You're gonna foul. Um. And he's hollering at certain people. And when certain people would go into the game, he might do extreme broad pressure. Or, you know, he might three-quarter score press. But I'm thinking, you know, I went to your practices for a couple days, and you were spending half an hour, 45 minutes on this press. You're, you're, you know, really getting after this. And so I talked to him after the game. I'm like, you know, I came came to your, your practices there you know, a couple weeks ago, month ago, whatever. Um, where's that press? Oh, I I I don't know. I I guess I probably should have used that. Um, I I don't know. I I don't really like pressing. And, you know, so we sit down in the bleachers and I was like, so why were you teaching it? Well, everybody in our conference does it. Okay. And we're good friends, so I was able to kind of be obnoxious. And I said, "Um, just because everybody in your conference is doing it, number one, why do you got to do it? But number two, it, what you're telling me is you don't like it, you don't believe in it, so why'd you waste all that practice time on it? And his answer was like, I don't know. I thought we were a different team. All we, you know, we we tried to press one game and all we did was foul and get into foul trouble. And then I had to go to my bench and my bench is, you know, it falls off really quick. And there's, you know, no point. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, so um, do you have time? Uh do you care? Can I come to your practice, you know, maybe next week or uh can I text you and us get our schedules together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can come to your pra- my my practice anytime you want. Okay. And so I made a point to go to his practices the following week because I wanted to see okay, what a coach does, because you know he he had been coaching a while, not you know 30 years or anything like that, but he wasn't a brand new coach. And I thought I I, I really need to see this if I'm gonna get back into coaching. I I want to see how you think your team is one thing, and you think you're going to emphasize one thing, and you think you're going to teach this one thing, meaning the press. And then, you know, you do do it for a couple games, and you're like, oh, my kids can't do this. I've got to do something else. And so I showed up for practice. Uh, One of the managers came over, handed me the practice plan, and, you know, team starts warming up. I look at his practice plan, and he's still got on there 15, 20 minutes Of working on this press. And I thought. Huh. Maybe he. You know. Did up a bunch of practice plans. And he's planning on changing it. Or whatever. You know. So I've got my notebook. I've got my pen. And I'm watching practice. And I'm making notes and stuff. We get to the point. Where. You know. They're supposed to be working on the press. And I'm prepared. To write down. You know. That they're. They're working on their half court stuff. Or they're working on whatever. Well. Well. No, they're working on their press. And so I make a note on his practice plan. Are we going back to the press? Are we hoping to eventually go back to the press? Are we working on the press for next year? Are we working on the press for the tournament? What are we doing? And, uh, You know, he goes on with his practice and I, you know, he's emphasizing in practice, don't foul, don't foul, you know, you want to be an arm's length away from your defender and, and all that, and, um we talk after practice, you know, he goes in, he talks to his team, you know, he has his coaching meeting, I'm sitting, you know, the next practice, uh, it was a girls team and, and I was kind of watching them and he comes up in the bleachers and he sits beside me and he's like, well, what do you, what, you know, give me your thoughts. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be real honest with you. Um, I don't understand, and he's like, what are you talking about, and you know, I showed him his practice plan, and I showed the notes that I wrote down, and I said, you know, I just watched you guys play last week, you said you weren't doing the press anymore, they fouled too much, you said they don't rotate well, you're saying, you know, they gamble too much, why did you do it for 15, 20 minutes? And he was like, I don't know. And I I was just amazed. I was like, "What, what do you mean you don't know? And he's like, I keep thinking we need to run it. He said, you know, like I told you, everyone in our conference presses. We're the only team that doesn't. And I said, but you said you can't press you don't have a team that's able to press. And he said, yeah, but I feel like we should be able to press. I feel like everyone else is. And it's the exciting thing to do in basketball. He said, you know, I turn on all the college teams and they're pressing. I go scout these other high school teams and they're pressing and everyone in our conference is pressing. And I looked at him and I said, can you win if you press? And he said, no. And I said, then what's the issue? And he kind of stopped. And I said, you know how I am. I'm blunt. I can't help it. If you know you can't win pressing, why are you wasting time on it? Why do you care what the parents think? Why do you care what the other teams in your conference think? Why do you watch you know, college basketball and care that all of them are present? The key is teaching your players correctly how to be better people and how to be better players. And if what you need to do to win is slow down the game and not press, why are you not working on that? Why are you not doing that? Why are you bothering with something that you can't win with? What are you truly teaching the kids? And he said, I never really looked at it that way. I said, you're teaching the kids. This is what I'm going to teach you, but we're never going to do it in a game or I don't want to do it in a game. I said, kids can smell you out. They can tell you don't want to be doing this. They can also tell they're screwing it up. Kids are smart. Um, you know, if You've got them in a press, and they know they're getting beat eight out of ten times. And you're over there jumping up and down and screaming. The parents are screaming. The kids know they're screwing up. They know this press isn't working. They're not stupid. And that's the thing. If they're not good at it, why are you continuing it? Now, had I asked that question and he said, I'm continuing it to prove this lesson, or I know we can't win this year. I know we're only going to win five games this year, but I know by working on this all year that it's going to make us a better team next year. We're going to make the playoffs next year because of the work we're putting in this year. If he would have answered my question that way, I would have said more power to you and clapped and cheered him on. But that's not what he was answering me. He was answering me with, I don't know. And it goes back to the podcast the time before be true to yourself be true to your team realize number one what you're teaching but number two what are you emphasizing because that's what they're truly going to learn I was around another coach and and I know I'm going a little long and I'm going to wrap this up here in just a second But I was around another coach, and I went to his practice, and all it was about was rebounding. And that's all I heard. Rebounding, 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 boxing out. You got to box out. We got to rebound. We're getting killed on the boards. You got to rebound. You got to do this. Uh, But yet did no rebounding drills. Did no boxing out drills. Basically played three on three, five on five. Pretty much the whole practice and was saying hey box out hey uh rebound we've got to get rebounds and was saying that but if someone didn't box out they didn't come out of practice they didn't take them aside they didn't have an assistant coach take them to another basket and do a drill with them or Um, have them stand with an assistant coach and point out who is doing it right so they can see it. They didn't film practice, so they didn't have film session afterwards showing them not boxing out. So, um, you know, they're emphasizing, hey, box out, box out, box out, box out. I go watch them in a game. I set, I don't know, four or five rows up from their bench. And I hear the coach before the game, rebound, 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 box out, rebound, rebound, box out. At no point during the game did he mention it. Now, when he was up pacing the sidelines and there was a foul shot, I would hear him say, Hey, rebound, box out. But at no point during a timeout did I hear him say, All right, our goal is uh, 30 rebounds and you got five. It wasn't really truly emphasized. Um, kids were coming out of the game. And he wasn't saying, you are coming out of the game because you do not rebound. Um, he wasn't saying, you missed this box out. And it was important to us. So now you're sitting on the bench. He was putting kids in at halftime or during a timeout. And he wasn't saying to the other kids, this person is going in because they will rebound. So, are you teaching something in practice but not emphasizing it? Are you emphasizing something that you're not teaching? And so, I think we really, we've really got to, you know concentrate on that and i know i've gave you a lot of basketball examples i tried to give you some baseball and softball examples in the beginning I tried to give you some track examples same thing you know in in volleyball you know if you uh are teaching every time the ball hits the floor somebody else better be on the floor i mean that's a common um teaching in in volleyball is i want somebody diving i want somebody digging i want somebody uh trying to get to these balls so no matter where they serve it or no matter where they spike it or whatever i want somebody trying to get um if you're teaching that in practice but yet you're not emphasizing that. Maybe you're not keeping that as a stat. Maybe you're not showing that on film. Maybe you're not taking players out that aren't doing that. Maybe you're not praising players that are doing that. You're not um, telling your parents that's what you want them to cheer. If you're not going all the way, then are you truly teaching it? Are you emphasizing it? And I mean, I can give you so many examples in in all kinds of sports. Have you sat down and decided these are the three things I'm emphasizing this week? This is the one thing I'm emphasizing this week. Maybe it's, I've got three dates this week. I have one thing that I want to emphasize, and this one thing will win us the next two games. Maybe that's what you need to do. You need to have a coach's meeting. You need to sit down and say, what is the one thing we can teach, we can emphasize this week that will make us a better team? And maybe next week, you teach and emphasize something different to build on that. And I know, you know, I'm hitting the 50-minute mark. I know that all of you out here uh, in podcasting land know this. I know deep in your heart, you know this. This is just a reminder podcast. I hope I didn't sound like I'm getting on to you. But, I want to emphasize what I'm teaching in this podcast and that's how to be a team how to be a good coach how to create a good community how to create a great program and I think that is narrowing your focus choosing something to emphasize three things to emphasize and truly focusing your practices around that but also You've got to focus your games around that and make sure you're hitting, you know, if you're emphasizing turnovers, that you're talking turnovers every chance you get. Maybe that's not the main focus of your timeout, but before they leave that timeout, you're still mentioning turnovers because you are what you emphasize. So that's how i'm gonna leave you today i hope that you thought this podcast was somewhat worthwhile guys feel free to write me at Overtime at gmail.com um we are on all social media pro- uh, programs uh facebook instagram and twitter at wvovertime feel free to hit us up if you've got a uh, question, a problem, a protest, whatever, about this podcast and this particular topic, please hit me up. Tell me where I'm wrong or tell me you agree. But I hope this podcast hits you in the right way. Or I hope that if you're in season now, that maybe it's a little reminder, you know, before you guys, you know, get into your conference schedule, you get into your tournament schedule. Um, if you're a parent, I hope it helps you get on board with your coach's program, whether you agree with it or not. I hope it helps you, you know, get on board with your coach's program. I hope it helps you in some way. So I will talk to you guys soon.